coming up on the Biz Women Rock podcast. It's made me really kind of sit back on multiple occasions and say, am I going to fight for this? Is this, is this okay? Am I enough? And do I keep going? And I've had to take a few breaks on occasions and just say, I can keep going. I can do this. Hey, what's going on? Welcome to the Biz Women Rock podcast. I'm your host, Katie Kremitzos. And a funny story is I literally just had to edit this out because I called myself Katie Kreenitz, and that would be my maiden name. I've been married for four and a half years now. <laughs> oh my God, have you ever done that? So I'm so happy that you're here. This is the home for great actionable information to help you grow your business. And this podcast really is just one part of the entire community that is Biz Women Rock. So if you want to become part of that community, come hang out with us. We do that on a Facebook group. So I'd love to have you be a part of that. All you have to do is go to bizwomenrock.com, go opt in, and you will get my personal invitation to our group. Are you tired of just surviving in your business? Are you tired of setting goal after goal and then completely forgetting them as the daily work of business completely derails you from those goals? Then it's time to rock your business in 2017. The Biz Women Rock Retreat is happening on November 19th and 20th of 2016, and we are there to come up with the grand vision of your business in 2017 create realistic goals to help you get there, an action plan that's going to work for your schedule, and combine it all with the love, the support, and the genius intelligence of your fellow businesswomen who are there to help you build and grow your business. You can register today at bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat. Hey, Katie, this is Bonnie Guy calling, and I just wanted to let you know how excited I am about your retreat. You know, it, it, my business supports me, and it has for a while, but a lot of times I just feel like I'm working 24-7, and I just can't get it to the next level. So, I, I, you know, I've got some ideas of things that I think are going to be really helpful for my clients and at the same time are going to bring in some extra income for me, but I'm just not sure which way to go with them. I'm not sure what to focus on first, and I just had to really use my time and energy the best. So I'm looking forward to getting ideas, um, really not only from you, because I know that you're a really good business strategist, uh, but I think it will also be great to get ideas from, and input from the other business women. So all of it sounds like exactly what I need to really uh, get my business to take off. So thanks so much for putting all this together, and uh, I'm just looking forward to being there with all of you. Go claim your spot at bizwomenrock.com forward slash retreat. Seriously, at the time of this recording, the Biz Women Rock Retreat is right around the corner. It's literally happening next week, and I could not be more excited for it. And as of right now, there are only two tickets left. So if you've been listening to these promotions, if you've been seeing the retreat happening and getting announced in the group, um, and you've been thinking to yourself, gosh, that's exactly what I need for 2017, like I need to have 
all of this in order to really kick butt and move my business into the next stratosphere and you haven't done anything about that thought yet, this would be the time to go do it before those two tickets are taken up, okay? So make sure you go take care of that um, if that really resonates with you. So at this moment, I am just getting back from speaking at DC PodFest, and it was such a great time. I love podcasters. Podcasters are such cool people. Like They really are so ridiculously passionate about using this platform to get their messages out. And there's so there's like a gazillion ways to do that. So I love going to these conferences because I always learn something new. At I always learn at least like a half a dozen things that I'm like, oh, gosh, that's a great idea. I got to go try that. Um, and it always connects me to some really phenomenal people that can now have like a serious impact on the future of my business and just my experience and, and me theirs. So that was really exciting. And as it pertains to podcasting, there's a couple of announcements that I wanted to make here and just kind of get you ready for. So we're in this Money Moxie series right now. The next series that's happening after this is about podcasting for your business. So if you currently have a podcast and it's not really working for your business, i.e. it's not helping you drive in revenue or build your marketing or you know build a community of people who are interested in what you've got, uh, this is definitely a series that you want to listen to. The other announcement that I'm going to make is that PodFest Multimedia Expo, PME, is happening in February of 2017. Now, full disclosure, this is my husband's amazing conference. He's like the mastermind behind this. Um, and he and I, in some capacity, I definitely help out a little bit, but he really is the main driver of this entire conference. It is the largest podcasting conference for independence um, and change makers all over the world. It's an international conference. People are coming in from all over. It's in Orlando in 2017. I'm going to be talking about it a lot more here and especially in the podcast for your business series. But if you have any interest, if that piques your interest at all, make sure to go visit podfest.us and you can find out a little bit more about it, okay? Speaking of podcasting, it might be about time to talk about Emerald City Productions. Are you a podcaster? Then you are not unfamiliar with how much time podcasting can take from booking guests to writing a script out to actually recording the podcast to post-production, putting it all together, making it sound great, and putting it out there to market. Wouldn't it be great if you could take out the most time-consuming part of that entire equation, the post-production? Just imagine all the things that you could do to move your business forward if you did not have to post-produce your show. And you could give it over to somebody who did it better than you did and you could get it out of your to-do list. That is when you call Emerald City Productions. Danny and his team are experts at taking your audio and doing everything they need to on the back end to make you sound good and to make your message super clear. And most importantly, they are clearing your schedule to do the things that you are best at. Uh, my name is Kristen Petrie. Um, Emerald City Productions has been an important contributor to the success of our podcast, and Danny makes it really easy to deliver quality content to our listeners. 
He is quick. He is detail-oriented. Uh, he's very affordable, and he is extremely easy to work with. The sound quality of our show has improved since he's taken over production, and he makes it possible for me to allocate more time to improving our site and our promotions rather than spending hours removing ums and ahs from the shows. We consider Emerald City an invaluable asset, and we are more than a little thrilled to work with them. Outsourcing the production of your podcast may sound scary and expensive, but it's actually not. Danny Osmond and his team at Emerald City Productions are giving you a special offer just because you're part of the Biz Women Rock community. That's right. Your first four episodes can be produced at $15 per episode. And then their regular price is $40 per episode. That is insanely worth your time. So make sure to go to emeraldcitypro.com forward slash bizwomenrock and get your special deal for being part of the Biz Women Rock community and start being smarter with your time and outsource your production to the professionals today. I am so stoked that you're here with me today. You are jumping right into a six-part series that is called Money Moxie. My tagline is know your dough. (laughs) And here's why. It's because we as women business owners do not often talk about money in the most productive ways possible. Either we sort of like make money this big deal like, hey, that person's a seven-figure business person uh, or that person just hit six figures. We talk about it very blandly. Or we don't talk about it at all, which generally means that we're ashamed to say that we're not making the kind of money that we really want to make. I am someone who believes that money is simply the exchange that we're getting for the value that we're putting out to those that we serve and doing that in a smart way, packaging it in a smart way that allows those that we serve to easily give us money and say, awesome, this is exactly what I needed. Thank you so much. So I am not very shy about money. I love talking about it, the ups, the downs. And thankfully, I have found five other women who very, very candidly tell us about how they make money, Um, the good, the bad about it, the money challenges that they've had along the ways. So you're going to get stories from women in a bunch of different verticals, a bunch of different types of businesses. And then I'm going to wrap it up with telling you the story about how I had my first five-figure month and what that meant. And I'm going to be very specific and detailed, by the way. So I am so honored that you're here listening to this Money Moxie series. It's something I'm super proud of, and I just hope that it continues to spark conversations that you are having with your fellow businesswomen, with those that you trust, so that you can continue to make smart money decisions in your business and to build the business that gives you the financial freedom and the financial gains that you are putting out there to those that you serve. I love Danielle Calhoun, and here's why you will too. She started BlackSheepBride.com in 2014 because she wanted a way to marry two of her interests and passions together. She was a photographer in the wedding industry and wanted to combine it with her service work and love of giving back. So BlackSheepBride.com was created as a way to bring brides together with the vendors whose proceeds made a difference in this world. It has since transformed into an entire marketplace that basically marries 
brides with vendors, products, services, causes, all of those sorts of things that makes a difference and gives brides an opportunity to use their weddings as a way to give back. So in this incredibly vulnerable and real interview, Danielle talks about some of the major ways that she earns revenue. She talks about her business model, some of the challenges that she has with her business model. She talks very real numbers as far as what her revenues really are, how she feels about that. And she talks about two different opportunities that she had to get investor dollars that did not turn out like she thought that it would turn out. She also talks about how growing this business has had a direct impact on her family life and her relationship. She speaks very openly about that. So I've brought this interview to you specifically for the Money Moxie series because I want you to see that it ain't all pretty roses underneath this banner of business and growing your business. And more than likely, you're going to be nodding your head yes throughout this entire interview because we are talking honestly about what it takes to grow a blogging business and specifically a marketplace. So let's get going with Danielle. Danielle, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. No problem. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. So excited that you're here. So I've already given everyone a little bit of a backstory as to how you came about, how Black Sheep Bride is here Uh, what you're all about. So I wanted to start because we're right into the series of Money Moxie and all about knowing your dough and how the finances work in your business and how we as businesswomen are constantly in the hustle of trying to expand it and make things happen with our business. So can you, I know you've you've had a semi-recent sort of business model shift. And when I was looking for women to fulfill um, you know, these different verticals within this Money Moxie series, I wanted a blogger. I wanted someone who could talk about making money as a blogger. And I specifically was attracted to you because you have done that in a, kind of a traditional blogger way, but you've made a major switch recently, which I absolutely want to get into too, which I think is very interesting. So let's talk first about kind of the the pre-switch model, like the blogging model that you had set up before. Can you talk a little bit about how your blogging business worked, how that business model actually generated revenue for you? Sure. Um, I am an incredibly right-brained, ADD, non-organized person by nature. <laughs> <laughs> so when I first started Black Sheep, I, pre- I kind of went in not fully knowing how I was going to revenue, um, generate revenue from it. Um, so I kept it really simple. Um, whenever I started like from the gate, I knew that I wanted to do a vendor directory. Um, black sheep ride in the grand scheme of things is a wedding publication. So they're very known for their vendor list and directories and things like that. Um, some have incredibly complex pricing structures. Um, I just wanted to keep it uber simple. And I had a flat rate for vendors to participate. And in the beginning, it was actually a lifetime rate. I don't know if you've seen other um, like startup businesses start off with like a lifetime mm-hmm. membership. Yeah. Um, and it was 250 bucks and vendors could sign on. And I think that I gained my first 50-ish vendors that way. Okay. Um, And then once I got there, I switched to an annual rate. Um, And from there, it's been kind of close to that 250 um, range, but now it's um, a little bit closer to the 300 to 350 range. And that's per year now that they're paying. 
Correct. Got it. Okay. So just for clarification, again, in sort of this pre, um, pre-shift pre model, uh, and actually I would Im- imagine that this is true for now, your job as a blogger is, is if you're making money off the vendors right now, it's it's really important for you to go attract the brides, right? Like it's really important that so much of your time and energy is spent making sure brides are coming to see your website so that these vendors can be seen so you, you can provide that value that, that you're charging for, right? That is um, one of the goals. For most people, that's the primary goal. For most wedding bloggers, yes, absolutely, that's the primary goal. But for me personally, what I've realized since I am fairly new to the industry in what I offer, um, I've found that my biggest um, sales point is that they're actually paying to be a part of the community rather than anything else. Interesting. Um, Because... The community that we have, we have about 200 plus vendors in our in our network right now. Um, they're all like minded, and they're going to be the ones that are going to be more willing to connect on local levels with the couples that they're looking to to find. Um, and they're also going to be able to connect with the socially conscious product brands because they're in our community as well for stylized shoots, features, lineups, um, roundups all kinds of different opportunities. So I feel like that's a bigger perk in my particular system right. um, than other bloggers. And and I mean, other wedding bloggers do have their own communities and networks and, and they do very well with promoting them as such. Um, but definitely creating those opportunities to show the vendors that pay in to be black sheep, that they're getting... Um, endless opportunities to connect with like-minded peers, but also they're not just getting, it's not wedding wire. (laughs) We don't, I'm, I'm a small baby wedding blog. I don't have as much referral juice as the bigger, more tenured sites. Right. Um, so I use what I do have to my advantage and that is the ability to align, uh, maybe their guest guest blogging content that they might want to share or something like events that they're doing for fundraising, whatever cause that they're passionate about. Um, I'm just an, uh, a platform that that's kind of a free, free reign for them. <laughs> I love that. And just yeah. to, just to get clear about that, when you're talking about this vendor community, I would assume that you have a play like do you have a Facebook group do you have some sort of an online okay so you have a Facebook group where they're all connecting and you're basically giving them resources that they can use to connect with each other now you're giving them the opportunity to post on your blog um, and just basically get like use your platform to help get a name out for themselves and you're being that connector to their peers so that they can leverage each other Correct. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So we've sort of already jumped into it, but I want to make a conscious shift to talking about your current business model and Mm -hmm. how that that has really changed a little bit versus kind of this old, hey, I'm a blogger. I put content out and vendors pay me to be on the website type thing. So can you talk a little bit about why, like what was the impetus to make this shift and then talk a little bit more about what it is now? Sure. Um, So the biggest, um, (laughs) <laughs> the biggest reason for the shift was because um, it, all along it was supposed to be kind of more of a, a one-stop shop like marketplace sort of setup. Um, so we worked closely um, with the business incubator I was in in Jacksonville. Um, they were building a website um, for me that was going to be um, a pretty 
expensive project for the grand scheme of things, but because I was in the business incubator, it was one of the perks of being in the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And that kind of fell apart halfway through. So I had to kind of start from nowhere um, and find a web developer that would be willing to kind of take the wireframes of what we had started on and kind of build it out from there. So the goal with the marketplace is to not only incorporate the vendor directory, but also to incorporate socially conscious products for ethical and sustainable couples to go and say, hey, I could use that paper bead necklace as one of my wedding accessories or I could give um, these really cool leather canteens to our groomsmen things like that but they all have that kind of ethical or socially conscious undertone to them Um, and being able to really highlight that a wedding a socially conscious wedding is more than just picking socially conscious vendors. It's also about picking um, socially conscious products. And that has just opened up the doors for those those brands to be able to participate in the community as well. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so you're – and I, I watch this beautiful – by the way, go to blacksheepbride.com and go read the story about BSB because that video that you have is amazing and like was it was getting me teary-eyed watching it actually and there's this there's this great story of uh her name happens to be Katie this bride about how you know she and her husband and so many of us now you know getting married we want we we want to allow our weddings to be a vehicle to make an impact and to actually give back and to do all these things and 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 so you're making that possible, like your website, your community is making that possible. So she tells a story about how she, you know, by saving some money on a dress. So instead of going out and buying this extravagant dress for however many hundreds or thousands of dollars, she rented a dress from Rent the Runway. And that allowed them to have a bigger budget to give to whatever. And then they uh, they chose this particular bar, a bartender, because they could use that cash money from the cash bar to then give to this particular um, this particular cause. So you really are not only the marketplace between okay, I'm a bride and a groom looking for vendors and a photographer and you know this person at my wedding, but all of these other external things that I would be using for my wedding, my dress, my jewelry, my you know my gifts that I'm giving people. I mean, all these extra things, you become sort of one like really a one-stop shop for that, which is like mind-blowing, like how big that that can actually be. And as you said, it really opens your doors. So so talk now about what that means for your bottom line. Like how <laughs> not only are you, you know, sort of upping this price and now making it an annual membership for the vendors, but now you've got all these other products who can have visibility in front of your bride. So tell tell me a little bit about what that's opened up for you. Yeah, um, bottom line is that I'm still very new. So I am learning as I go and making big messes along the way, I think, in my eyes. <laughs> we all are, girl. We yeah. all are. That's why I wanted look, that's why I wanted you on because I knew you'd be super honest about that. And I really yeah. always, always want to make sure that you listening understand that no one here, no one I ever interview has it down perfect. I and mean, some people are a lot better at, you know, pretending than not, but I mean, no one is. And that's what this platform is all about. We're all, we're all in the middle of this thing. And some of us are, you know, further along than others. And some of us are still figuring it out. And ultimately we're all, it's never perfect. So, so, but I want to capture where you are in this because the point is, is that you've had so much momentum and you are, you do have the fire to keep pushing forward. So talk a little bit about 
what that means to you. Like, like, Sorry. what are you trying to do? What kind of revenues are you trying to produce? And what is that? What What is that doing for you? Um, so right now we, we make, we make money in three different ways. Um, it could be more in the future, but right now it's, I can only do three. <laughs> so, um, we have vendor memberships that are service and product based. So those socially conscious brands, as well as the service based, more wedding centric brands. Um, and then we also have product features, which has been probably more our, bigger seller in the last few months. I say bigger seller. It's not been that impactful, but um, it's been more popular for brands to want to invest in those featured posts um, than um, anything else. And I think that um, it's huge for, for what I'm doing. It's just, you know, further validating that we're on to something special in the wedding world. Um, and, and I am in multiple blogger groups like I'm in an ethical blogger group ethical writer coalition and then um a wedding blogger group and just watching my peers um do this day-to-day blogger shuffle thing that we do um has been really inspiring because I think in a lot of ways um just like anything else there are people that really really get get their their niche their niche down right? right and that they understand how to to um monetize that well and most of the others are just trying to make ends meet yeah. <laughs> and for me personally being a wedding platform devoted to giving back um kind of is like shooting myself in the foot <laughs> because a lot of the brands that um want to be a part of Black Sheep Bride are incredibly charitable. So they want to use their money not on advertising, but on giving back. And I appreciate that because that's why I started this to begin with. Um, but at the same time, like, there's got to be a way that I can feed my children also. Right. Um, so I kind of started with this membership concept thinking they would be vendors and product business owners would be a part of any other network that could be charitable or not charitable. And they would understand that there would be dues to pay because there are expenses. Um, so right now I think that I'm averaging, I know this sounds really silly, but, um, probably about 30 to $40,000, but a lot of that is just expenses. So I'm not, um, like profiting by any means. Um, but I'm also only two years old and I think for, two and a half years old to give myself credit. I think for, <laughs> Count for every day. Yeah, girl. Right? What is it? Uh, 20, 28 months or something. Yeah. I don't know. We could talk like moms right now. Um, <laughs> we've, got a, we've got a toddler business. <laughs> yeah. My, my baby business. Um, and for me to be so young in an oversaturated market, um, I'm comfortable with where I am to be fair. Like I know most people. And when I was originally the business incubator, there were like big plans to make this like this larger scale entity. And maybe one day it will be that. But right now with me as one person, this is a good space. (laughs) And, um, I have been lucky enough to have two children that are school age that are both now, um, in school from nine until about three every day. So I do have that opportunity to 
to work a little bit harder on the business structure. So it's been given, um, that freedom has been so well received. Um, and I think it's helped because I've seen there's been a bit of a spike in interest in what we're doing and, um, and just getting that brand awareness out there has been huge. So so you've you've mentioned this a couple times now, and I want to give you an opportunity to really open it up a little bit, which is the fact that you've been part of not one but two incubators, and meaning you've had the opportunity to sort of get help from the ground up. I know one of those one of those incubators was at the very beginning, like what pretty much started you. But um, obviously, the the point of an incubator is that once you sort of get incubated, you <laughs> they give you the opportunity, they give you like the direct opportunity to get funding. So, um, can you talk about both of those instances again as it relates to the finances and really financing your company? Sure. I um, like to think that I am a bad luck charm for any incubator I get involved <laughs> in because the, <laughs> the the odd thing about both experiences was that both incubators kind of collapsed before I was able to get to a place of really connecting with the investors that um, were promised to me ultimately. Right. Um, so Black Sheep, Black Sheep Ride started because I was a wedding photographer first, and I was also a humanitarian photographer. So I was going to photograph orphanages, nonprofits, various fundraisers, things like that all the time. And I um, was also photographing weddings, and I kind of got tired of um, keeping two different worlds separated, and I wanted to put them together. So I went to this this, um, huge pitch festival in Jacksonville called One Spark. Um, a few years ago, and I just wanted to pitch my concept to the grand audience. And how it works is it's several days long, and um, anybody can go and look at all of these different creators and their ideas, and then they vote on who they think has the best idea. And at the end of that time, um, the person with the most votes gets big pots of money. Um, I didn't get a big pot of money. I did get votes. However, what I did get was... um, I got connected with this business incubator up there, which was the sister company of this festival. Mm-hmm. And it was called Kin. It was funded by um, the the wonderful guy with the big mustache that owns the Jacksonville Jaguars. His name's Chad Khan. And um, I was living in Jacksonville for three to four days a week for three, four months. Um, and meanwhile, my kids, my husband were here in Tampa and, um, I was traveling back and forth every week and the goal was that at the end of the six month program that they would have a big demo day and the two people that were in the program, myself, and then there was another startup um, company that was an app based business. um, We would get in front of a group of investors and ultimately promised our next stage of funding. Um, What happened was as with most startups, you know, you're being funded by someone else and um the main investor his his um bigger ups people um they had a change of hands in his in his business and they pulled the plug on the program so halfway through um i had no website i had no next stage investor and i just packed up my little airbnb apartment that i was renting for those 3 months and um came back home I had to fight to get my equity back, um, and gratefully, 
Um, I had an amazing legal service that was able to do that. Um, and then I was like, okay, I can get investors at home. So I participated in another pitch festival, um, another pitch contest um, in Orlando. And I won that one. And the prize was that um, I got a few thousand dollars in um, business mentorship. And so I was working with an investor in Orlando and was being promised that I would get seeding seed funding and um, push come to shove at the end of this whole back and forth. Um, the offer that was provided to me wasn't what was talked about the whole time. And I had a friend that, that knew numbers and was a hedge fund investor look at the offer and we created a counter offer. And upon creating the counter offer, the investor pulled the offer off the table. Oh, yeah. Um, so it is not easy. Um, it is not impossible, but it is not easy. And I think whenever we go into business, and I don't, I don't mean to sound crass or ingenuine by any means, but it's not for the weak. No. <laughs> and I am not strong. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's made me, like, it's made me really kind of sit back on multiple occasions and say, Am I going to fight for this? Is this is this okay? Am I enough? And do I keep going? And I've had to take a few breaks on occasions and just say, I can keep going. I can do this. Um, and I mean, you, I have this article written up that I'm waiting to post called um, Want to Ruin Your Family Life's Make a Startup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it really pushed... Um, our family to our limits. Like my husband and I got separated halfway through it. We, we ended up reconciling, but it was something that really made us like have to sit down and pull out all the yucky that was like barely holding our marriage together and say, Oh, okay, let's like actually work on our marriage and realize that we need boundaries with business and everything else. And I mean, it was it was a, a wild ride. And I'm just grateful that, I mean, I say that I'm only two and a half years old as a baby and we've kind of gone through all this stuff, um, as black sheep, right. As the business, as well as in my family life. But, um, I feel like such a different person from the person that started this business two and a half years ago. Absolutely. And I think the biggest benefit from all of this now I can say now, as I look back is that not to, <laughs> not to care so much yeah. <laughs> That's to say, but, um, <laughs> well, but, uh, but to, but to manage how to be much authentic, you- yes. right. Yeah. And to like, get real with yourself. Right. Yeah. Like who cares if you only make 30 or 40 grand a year or whatever the case is like, that's, this is all a part of the story. And, I often say, like, I'm going to have one wickedly awesome story at the end of my life because (laughs) I it's just been full of really very funny mishaps. (laughs) And um, I think that we all could look at it that way if we chose to. Um, And, you know, it's always hardest when you're in the middle of of the thick of the suck. But... um, I don't know. I mean, I'm really grateful for all the things that we've had to go through through this because it's really changed um, a lot of my perspective on so many different things. Yeah. I um, 
on last week's podcast, I kind of gave this little soliloquy in the very beginning of the show, basically saying like, you know, my daughter was turning one. It made me really reflect on um, uh, kind of who I've become and what kind of a mother, what kind of experience I've had this past year. And one of the things I did was really equate motherhood to business and the fact that they both, I mean, they both exactly the same. They make me, they have made me stretch in ways I didn't even know that I could stretch. And um, oftentimes without much sleep, oftentimes without, yeah. you know, feeling so frustrated thinking, how am I going to get up and do this again in both, in both arenas. And um, I have heard women come on this show over and over again and, and say the exact same. Like I, I didn't know, A, if I knew what I was about to get into, I would never have started business in the first place. But B, so glad that I did because yeah. it, it has forced me to grow and to become and evolve into a woman who I'm really proud of. But it's taken me going through the gauntlet and continuing to go through the gauntlet in order to become that person and choosing to continue to do that, you know? Yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, Danielle, I think that you have created such a great business. I mean, at the end of the day, and I really want you listening to hear this is that it is all about being in the thick of the journey and appreciating that no matter how hard it is in the moment, um, you know, you don't have everything figured out. Like you're in the midst of figuring this all out, but I really wanted to bring to light how you're choosing to do it because I can hear that the passion behind it and that the desire to really allow two passions that you have, you know, this, um, this giving side and this wanting really to make an impact in such a meaningful way. And the, you know, the wedding industry side, which is something that you've been involved with for so long, like really wanting those two things to live and breathe together and being so committed to figuring out how to do that and how to do it in a way that sparks change. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, Thank you. Yeah. So I just want to honor you. Big kudos to you. Thank you so much for going through all of your business stuff with us today. I no mean, problem. It, it, on top of all of these details, I hear just oozing with like purpose. Like I'm just, I'm figuring this out. I'm doing it and I'm going to. I'm going to make my life work. I'm going to make it all work. So just, I absolutely honor you for that. So thank you so much for sharing. Thanks. No, it's always fun. I love sharing my story. I feel like that's the best part about my business journey is just being able to share 